we spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. You have, you're, you're, one of your cases for running is that you don't think other people are making an effective case. Why do you think what happened to Donald Trump in that E. Jean Carroll trial just sort of went away, was almost dismissed out of hand as it being irrelevant to the decision-making of, of whether he should be the, uh, the, the nominee of, G of the GOP? I, I can't give you a, a clear answer on why that didn't impact more people, but here's what I do know. Even people that like Donald Trump and were proud to vote for him think that Donald Trump has a lot of baggage that's going to hurt Republicans' chances in, in 2024. A lot of those uh, voters believe that Donald Trump's mouth gets them in the way and prevents us from talking about issues that matter. Uh, you've said at the, at the top of your show, uh, the GOP lost the House in 2018. We lost the Senate and the White House in 2020. The, the red wave that should have happened in 2022 didn't happen. And all of that is because of Donald Trump. Isn't this the information ecosystem, though? His voters, because this is where I heard you heard Governor DeSantis make this case. Hey, aren't you tired of losing? But his voters don't believe he lost. Like, this is part of the issue, isn't it? It's part of the issue, but here's the reality. The election's not today, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think the, the, this, this, this fact that in, his, in that CNN town hall, mm -hmm. he was just looking backwards. He's not looking to the future. He's not looking about how do we tackle things like inflation? What would he put forward to create, uh, to solve the border crisis? How are we going to make sure that America stays the most important country in the world? And if, you're, if we're constantly looking backwards, um, that's, that's a losing strategy. And, and, but the election is many months away. You sound like a, a candidate in the before times, <laughs> before there was Trump. I mean, I, look, before Donald Trump came along, I would have said, hey, the candidate that speaks more optimistically sure. always, going, always wins. That is not what happened. He has totally inverted both the idea, if you don't talk about the, the candidates, don't talk about the future, usually get punished. He doesn't. Why do you think this is? Well, well look, I know why you're jaded and, and why you're concerned, you know, but, but here's, here's the reality that I've learned uh, crisscrossing the country. Mm -hmm. People believe in the United States of America. People want to stand up and be proud of, of their country. When you talk to individual voters, they care about me and our role in the rest of the world. And so, so it, it's, don't be this. Don't be discouraged. The, the reality is, two thirds of Americans want somebody other than Donald Trump and Joe Biden. That's like the rematch from hell, and nobody wants nobody wants that. Nobody wants that as a as a as as mm -hmm. as their choice. And so there's better options out there, right? And that's why we need to get more people voting in primaries. Yeah. Um, only about 23 percent of the country actually votes in primaries. If we had more people voting in primaries, we'll see better choices in November. Choices that we would actually like and, and be excited to vote for. So you, in some ways, your political resume would have been the, exactly the type of resume the Republican mm -hmm. Party would have been looking sure. for. You were in a swing district. You've had to appeal to a 50-50 district. But the incentive structures don't seem to reward anybody that uh, gets to the center. In fact, the four most centrist senators, all right, if you look at the four, Sinema, mm -hmm. Manchin, Murkowski, 
uh, and Romney, all of them are more unpopular in their own party than they are in, in, in the other party. So it is really hard to be a centrist and be popular in your party. How do you change that uh, well, structure? Well, that wasn't the case in, in the realities for me when I was in mm -hmm. Congress, right? Let, let's start with nobody thought a black Republican could win in a 72% Latino district, right? And then nobody thought, including you, Cha, thought that I was going to be able to win re-election. But I didn't. How did I do that? I, I went to places that didn't identify necessarily with, with my party. And, and I showed up. Mm -hmm. And here's what I've learned, whether you're in ruby red towns or, or deep blue cities. People care about putting food on the table, a roof over their head, and making sure the people they love are healthy, happy, and safe. Folks know that we are living in complicated times and that we need some common sense solutions to, to solve our problems. And guess what? Most Americans know that we're better together. And so, so the reality is, yes, this is, you know, history has says these things are, are, are true, but my experiences mm -hmm. are different. And, and, and it's, a, it's a playbook on how to solve these right. problems and appeal to independents, and Democrats who are as frustrated with the direction of the, of the Democratic Party as that's our opportunity in 2024. I love the way he called out Chuck Todd and said, not even you thought I could win in a 73% Latino district. Nobody thought I could as a Republican either. And the thing about it is, his explanation is true. He went ahead and he addressed the people. He did, it was not about race. It was not about all of that. It was about what? his constituency needed. And while he, I don't agree with the conservative policies that, or that, the, that he espouses, the reality is he went ahead and presented himself to his constituents. And unfortunately, too many progressives believe they have certain demographics owned and they don't put the work in to tell these people, I am with you, I am for you, Elect me because I will go out there and fight for you. And he was willing to do that. He has been willing to do that. And that's why he was rewarded with being reelected in as much as his district would give one's, one the impression that he shouldn't be their representatives. First of all, be, uh, being of the particular party of which he represents. And I think there's a lot to take from Bill Hurd. I mean, he's a guy who drove up with uh, Beto O'Rourke when during the pandemic and they couldn't get a, a flight or something like that. Uh, he is willing to engage and anybody willing to engage also has the ability to change their minds or compromise. Truth is, uh, former Congressman Will Hurd from Texas, he's too conservative for me. He's a black Republican, but he's too conservative for me. But I tell you one thing. I was really impressed with it, this is con his conversation with Chuck Todd. And I want you to listen to this and then we'll take it on the other side.